Hello, everybody. Welcome to Licked and Loaded. I'm Laura Desiree. Sometimes when I'm recording these episodes, I'll do something a little wild, a little unethical, and uh, book a guest that I know virtually nothing about. And this happens on a regular basis because guess what? A lot of the times when we're talking to people in the camming business towards the start of their journey, there just isn't a lot of information about them available on public access websites or really anywhere. Sometimes there's a little bio on their profile page. But this guest today is someone that I had the pleasure of connecting with so briefly, but so memorably on our Cam4 Happy Hour show. And today she is giving us an all access pass to her life, to her story, and to the pleasures in her world. You're gonna hear many mentions of some great erotic literature that we both share a love for, and the name Vanna Faye. And Vanna is, of course, our in-house CAM4 coach. So uh, get ready for this one, folks. Today, this is my chat with the incredible Lush Librarian. so jazzed about this episode of Licked and Loaded because this is someone I just met, someone who I had an instant flame feeling about, and uh, one hell of a broadcaster, lush librarian. Welcome to the show. Oh my god, that is such a sweet introduction. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you for having me. We just played Happy Hour, which to, to viewers and listeners that might not know, it's a crazy multi-cam broadcast that happens on Cam 4 where we play silly games, sexy games, smutty happenings go on. And, um, and it's always wild. And we get the chance to meet broadcasters that I, I haven't, I wouldn't otherwise maybe find. And you were one of those wonderful additions to our happy hour crew. So how was that for you? That was fucking awesome. I had <laughs> so much fun. Like I told you how nervous I was beforehand because my broadcasting is a lot different than what goes on in happy hour. And I am probably like, you know, if you walked into my, my room, it's probably like a very PG 13 feel. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that was, so it was out of my comfort zone, but I firmly, that's the whole reason I'm on cam for is doing things out of my comfort zone. You don't grow unless you do those things. So it was, it's, it was awesome. I'm, I'm so happy that that's your takeaway from it because I, I do want the audience to know all about what kinds of things you do on cam. And then I do want to ask you about your journey into camming. But first and foremost, how would you explain what the Lush Librarian cam show is all about? Um, me, honestly, <laughs> it's me shooting the shit about, um, my various and never ending interests, you know, uh, I, I have a lot of erotic fiction books and I am, I have a master's in library and information science. Um, and I, I am a bookmobile librarian and, um, uh, my library has the largest collection of erotic fiction in the state. 
as far as public libraries go. And my director was not letting me circulate it. She's like, oh my God, no, that's dirty. Don't put that. And I was like, you know, everybody loves this trashy stuff, right? So I would sneak someone in the bookmobile here and there. And I was noticing that like there was a, a high demand for it at my nursing homes and senior centers. And so I was like, you know, pushing it here and there. And I started circulating it and she found out, she's like, are you really, really people want to read that? And I was like, oh my God. Yeah. We're all perverts. If you say you're not, you're lying. And I, and I so- yeah. Sensory overload right now. Can I just say like, I'm, I'm trying to stay in line with the questions I have prepared for this, but Sorry. You, are, you are, no, no, you are literally my dream person because <laughs> erotica is a deep passion of mine. And I'm, always on the front line of battle in supporting you know the sharing the experiencing um and the introducing of these materials that you know have existed for hundreds of years in our society and have so many times been censored or banished or shamed and i think it's absolutely ridiculous that it's 2022 and there's still an opinion that some of this might be a little bit too trashy might be a little bit taboo might be a little bit oh it's, yeah it's a right. I, I, um, you know, I, I'm going through a divorce right now. And a big part of like me leaving was there was no sex life whatsoever. And I think in our society, this goes in along with what you're saying is that as women, especially their sexual needs are not treated as needs. And to be a well-rounded human being who's healthy and, you know, we're all striving towards being our best self and our, our healthiest self. and like, do you girl, but it's still, there's a stigma around addressing your sexual health. And I don't mean like, you know, using a condom and taking care of STDs. I mean, like getting what you need sexually, that is so important. And I think that a lot of people just suffer and they feel like they're drowning. They, they don't, they're not exposed to other people expressing themselves. They're not encouraged to express themselves and their needs. It's, it's weird to talk about and it shouldn't be. It's the same as you like getting up and going to the fucking gym in the morning because it makes you feel good. And it's, yeah. So I was like, I'm not, these books are not going to, we had like, it was called the black corner and that's where we stuck the books. And I was like, hell no, no, no. Yeah. It's so I put them on the bookmobile and then, so I'm, I'm going through this divorce, right? I decided I wanted to leave my husband. It, this was actually before I was going to leave my husband. It was like January of this year. Venus was in retrograde and I'm like hardcore into astrology. And you know, that's when all the dark stuff bubbles up. Oh yeah. And oh, yeah. Yeah. And so I was like, you know what? I am just, oh God, Lord. It's like, it's so much. There's So I was like heavily indoctrinated. Like I have so much church guilt. It's ridiculous. I, I And so I didn't even know how to like go and find like what I was into sexually or like what I didn't know how to express myself. I didn't, it was like a dark corner, just like the books. You don't touch that. You don't look there. Like I was supposed to be a virgin until I was married, have sex with one guy. You should probably have like a fucking paper bag over your head when you're doing it. I didn't, not only did I not get a sex talk, I didn't get a period talk. Wow. Like, yeah, like I'm talking nothing like my body was almost like this entity that I just wasn't supposed to acknowledge or talk about it was really bad and this went on like I had to go to church four times a week and spent like 16 hours in church and it was just up until I was 19 until I was able to move out I had if I lived under my parents roof 
that's that's where I was. I mean, sex is something that you can potentially succeed in influencing a young person not to pursue, but a menstrual cycle is something that is practically inevitable for you know uh, female. Your body's healthy enough. Practically, yeah. yes, practically inevitable, and that is so unfortunate to have not been given an expectation, a wisdom, an understanding, ultimately a comfort with some of the body's natural fucking functions. My God. Thank you. It's, it's oh. been a fucking ride. So yeah. all this is, you know, leading up to, I was married for seven years. I was with this guy for 10 and we had missionary. That was it. Wow. Like I could lay down on the floor right now and show you exactly how my leg was going to be cocked up next to my hip. And like, that was what, what like every single time. And it was just, I tried to talk to him about stuff and he was just like closed book. Like it, it was so weird. And so this is like all bubbling to a head at the beginning of this year and Venus went into retrograde and I was like, I have to do something. I'm fucking drowning. This is insane. And so my friend was like, you should cam. And I thought, no. And she kept pushing it. And she's like, you should cam. You should come to my house. She said, I have a spare bedroom. You can cam in my bedroom. And I was like, okay. So I ordered, I ordered my Lush and I had it sent to her house. And I ordered like, <laughs> like I was like, and Vanna was like, she met with me one day and she's like, I love what you're doing. And I was like, really? And she's like, yeah, but you should get toys. So I like had toys sent to my friend's house because I was so scared to get found out. Right. And so the more I'm doing this, the more I'm like, oh my God, you know what? This isn't just, it's become, oh my gosh, like a part of my life in a way I never thought it would be. I can't tell you how amazing it is when I log on to see like my regulars coming up and it's, mm. it's a community and it's really awesome. It's so supportive. Like it truly, it moves me and makes me want to cry. It is yeah. a community I didn't know existed, didn't know I needed to be part of. And now I am like baby steps, but mm. oh my God. So in my room, I talk about everything and anything. Sometimes I get like kind of, you know, philosophical and we go off on tangents about why we're all fucked up because of what happened to us when we're kids who doesn't that's like a boner right there because <laughs> um, <laughs> right? I'm totally a sapiosexual you know if you don't got it going on up here if my brain doesn't want to lick yours then it's probably not going to happen right. right so and then obviously so I, I bring my books home from the library all that dirty fiction that isn't getting read I get to check that out and I read that, a lot of that. I love hitting up Literotica for stories. I didn't realize um, that Cam Forge trying to publish, or do they publish? I'm glad that this came into okay. discussion because yeah, <laughs> Cam 4, we do have a project that we're working on uh, where people have submitted erotic fiction. I have submitted about five stories to oh it and we're going to be doing hopefully uh, a kind of series i'm not sure if it's going to take the shape of a podcast or if it's going to be a channel somewhere but we are with you in this mission and i love that you're sharing it uh, in a way that is very much like a sermon like you're you're holding court with all these people <laughs> and you're sharing something that has changed your life here's here's where my mind is going is that You've lived so much of your life in one stark 
understanding of the world, a sheltered, challenging, ultimately disappointing one. And I'm so happy that you have liberated yourself from that. I think this is the most exciting point in your life thus far. But now you're in this whole multicolored, you know, Dorothy is now in Oz. Everything is is full of vibrance. How do you balance it? Because I would imagine there's a lot of feelings as you enter this world of sexual agency. How do you balance all of these new freedoms and still feel safe within yourself as you continue to adventure and explore with who you are as a sexual person? Oh my God, that's such a good question. Um, it is. <laughs> you have great questions. Um, that's something I'm really still figuring out. I think, hmm. so, you know, back up to, I did have that childhood I explained, but I also had, my dad was a pastor and he ended up like cheating on my mom and then ended up like married five different times and had like a fishing boat business. And so I was like around a lot of dirty Portuguese, like cokehead fishermen working in the summers. And like, I can say that cause I'm half Portuguese. And so like, I mean, we were like fucking scumbags that no normal father would want their daughter around. And I was working side by side with them. And so I think he had like, I must've been 15 and he took me into like the liquor store and told me to get whatever I wanted. And it just became this really weird dichotomy of uh, who, who am I going to be right now? Because at mom's house, I have to be this like fantastic prim and proper church girl. And then at dad's house, it wasn't even like, oh, dad's kind of lax. It was all fuck it. Fuck all it. Like, I remember I, he had a party one time and I stole someone's car and like made off with it and was gone for like a day. I was 16. Okay. Like, so, and then it just started going back and forth. So I still wasn't like the whole sexual thing. He didn't acknowledge it. And it was just like, no boys. Ugh. So that was still like not prevalent. And so I think that caused something in me along with my Scorpio placements to be like deeply secretive about my sexual preferences. Mm -hmm. And I still, I think that's why I don't get like overly sexual. I shouldn't say overly sexual. Why I don't get too sexual on cam even unless I'm like in a private show, because mm -hmm. I still am not too comfortable with it. And you know, like even with the someone, you know, I'm doing a private show and someone asks me to do something, I like freeze up a lot of times. I'm like still really bad at expressing myself that way or, you know, like acquiescing what they want. Like if I'm not comfortable with it, I'm not going to do it, but I want to be comfortable with some stuff. <laughs> so well, here's, yeah, here's the thing though, is that as you are on this journey of sexual exploration, both in your personal experience, your authentic life and for the cam world. I mean, there's still the absolute permission to say, these are my boundaries. Yeah. And oh, yeah. I don't, I don't want to go too far in one direction. You're allowed to have preferences. I find it such a, a almost funny philosophy. You know, people that are sexually liberated and part of this movement of sexual freedom today. Uh, there's a lot of it in New York City where I live and I love it. But you have to remember that it's not for everyone to go as deep and certain distances and certain detours that you go or that maybe the crowd goes like we are still yeah. individuals at the end of the day. Yeah. And you have to feel safe because it's not going to feel good if you don't feel safe. Exactly. And so that's, 
you know, I have these great things in my life. So I guess I still haven't found any kind of balance. I don't know that balance exists, but I've been able, my viewers know about this. So, cause I just gap, whatever. So I have a coworker and he's fantastic because we've had a mutual crush on each other for, are you ready for this? 15 years. Oh my God. And, and it just like, we just acknowledged it like last month. Right. And so he is like a fucking dream in the sense that he is such a goddamn open pervert. And I love it. Like mm. he tells me all the time he wants to make a Sunday in my ass and eat it out. And like, I just come on. And I'm like, you know what? Thank you universe. Because I'm not comfortable with that now. And I don't actually know if I ever will be, but I'm going to, mm, I'm going to pursue that and let that kind of energy in. Right. He's a Sagittarius anyway. And that's like, everybody needs one or 10 of those. So, yeah, I love a Sag. You can trust a Sag, famously said, you know, like, <laughs> obviously. I love a Sag. You can. Wow. Sag are my favorite. Oh my God. And they're just, they're so free with so much themselves. You know, they're just so free with their energy yeah. to the people that yeah. use it. So, what, what, are, what, are, what, are, what are some observations you've made, grand observations about humanity and our, our sexual selves? just by interacting in the chat and being on cam. I like to think that us broadcasters, we have this insight that goes deeper than what most people would get from say a Cosmo article about, you know, what women want or what men want or what desires are out there. So what have you learned about sexuality and what lives in all of us that really only say a cam broadcaster could learn? <laughs> You know, it just, the minute you said that, and it's still like right there at the front of my head is not really even anything that's sexual, man, we all just want a connection so bad, like so bad. Even if you're just there because you want to get your jollies off, like I can't tell you how many private shows, and I'm sure like so many private shows, they just want you to talk for a little bit or like a little bit after. And, and it's so like, why are they not getting that in the real world? Like, why are we not connecting with each other like that in the real world? What's going on around them that they're not getting this, you know? And to me, honestly, I, I guess it just it speaks about how much like the head and the heart are in cahoots with the genitals and the, the libido. I mean, not all the time, not all the no, time. But, I mean, but, but does it give you hope or fear about the advancement of technology? The fact that we may depend wholeheartedly on technology for this kind of intimate connection. Does that, do you think about that at all? Maybe it's just oh, me and my sci-fi no, brain. I absolutely do because you know, even like I'm, I've got a lot of earth placements in me. Oh my God. And I'm like edgy about anything that's like up and coming and new. And I remember when Facebook first came out and it was like so easy to see the problems that it was going to create and, and has created. And, you know, the generations that I was like, just going into college when Facebook came out and it was for Same. college, nothing else. Right. Like it was, so you could find your roommate and your professors. And I started seeing like, <laughs> so, we yeah, old. so we were told, so we were told, no, I remember, I remember you needed to have uh, a university, a college email. yeah, a college email. And, yes. and that was how it started. Yes. And I was like, damn, this is kind of fucked up. Like this is going to open a whole new world. And my space was already like doing it. And it, it facilitates some really seedy behavior where otherwise I don't think it <laughs> would have been able to occur. Um, 
but it it is it's so bothersome to me and you know that's one thing that from here on out hear me everybody I don't want to be close to somebody that has their phone in their face when I'm with them I don't want to date somebody like that I don't want to be friends with somebody I find it extremely offensive if you have your phone out fuck you I'll go find someone else's attention because relationships are transactions right Interpersonal communication is so important. You need like that eye contact and the little social, like the, what do I want to say? Physical cues. And, you know, it just feels good to connect to somebody. And with this, all this technology going on, it's like, I do, it does worry me. I wonder if, because it's so easily accessible, so easily faked, like, you know, if you're, you're just able to get that from whoever you log on and just like somebody's there to give it to you. It right. desensitizes people. And I think that it would it not would it is. I see it, it's creating a lot of emotional barriers in terms of connecting, which is weird because that's what we all want. The human it's condition. It's, that's the human condition. But <laughs> I, I too fear that actual physical skill set because for me, like my, my favorite thing in the world is flirting in person, like in, in person flirting, like, sure. I can, I can play the role online. I can do like, and I love it. It's not just playing a role. A lot of it's genuine, but, um, I can see that in person electricity, you know, good banter, good dialogue. I want to feel rocked by someone's presence. Yeah. It doesn't mean you need to be hot. It means you need to be present and I want to feel you. God, that's hot. I love that. turns me on. Now tell us, tell us, because you have this wealth of knowledge around one of my favorite modes of seduction, erotica. Um, (laughs) In your opinion, what makes a great erotica? What makes a successful erotica? Um, What needs to be there? Um, hmm. well, for me, I guess it's different for everybody, but for me, I, 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 I started reading erotic fiction when I was like 17. Thank God for literotica. Like, I don't, I don't think I even bothered with visual porn, like honestly, pretty much ever. (laughs) It's not so again, cerebral. So for me, it's like a lot of description And just the cheese factor, I hate the cheese factor. Like be real, you know, I've got logs and logs of stories that I just like out sexploitations. Mm -hmm. I like type out all my sexploitations and me and my girlfriends have like, yeah, yeah, we do this. Have like a group chat where we just like, every time we have like a sexploitation and it's all saved in there and it's like hot and it's real and it's raw. It's not like, don't give me any of that. Oh, she like caressed his member with her mouth finger. (laughs) I I don't know, but I also, so there's, but there's also like a time and place for raunchy too. Like sometimes- I know I, I need variety. Like I'll be real with you. It's it's a hard one to answer. Um, I think a lot of <laughs> descriptive terms are very useful instead of like, okay, every once in a while I can get down with some flowery vagueness and have fun uh, interpreting what the author intended. But yeah. I also really love to have as many sensory details as possible. Like 
what kind of spit is it? The spit that you hawk up from a loogie or the kind that comes from the back of the throat that is a long rope of syrup? You know, like I, 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 I need those details, okay? Yeah, I need yeah. Those oh my God, I totally agree. Yeah. No, it just it was making me think like how hairy is his stomach? Like, you know? <laughs> Thank you. Oh my God. How far did she have to lick down before she got to his belly button? Like, it just... <laughs> exactly it i remember the very first time the first piece of erotic (laughs) literature that came my way was most people have the same story was claiming of sleeping beauty and rice writing under a different pen name you have it right next to you thank you i have that exact one (laughs) so that was the first one that came my way and i remember the feeling was so overwhelming i must have been like 15 and i remember i was I almost didn't know if I could handle turning the page because where it was going was so sensory and was so uh, uh, just compelling. I mean, all of me felt into this story and I felt the heat of these moments. And I remember thinking, I don't know if I'm going to survive the next page. And that's when I, you know, that's when I just, I fell in love with this shit. I really did. I really did. Yeah, those were you know, I, I like to use the term vagina broken instead of heartbroken, you know, like that's, <laughs> some, some men leave me totally vagina broken. It's awful. But like those books, the first time I read them, totally vagina broken. I was like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. This is amazing because I've always enjoyed writing. I've always enjoyed words. Hello. But to have somebody that's, you know, using them in such a sassy, naughty way is, it was it, it is delicious. I also love the Marquis de Sade. So obviously, you, obviously. Oh, yeah, yeah. So that's. I just ordered a couple of his books to read to my room, and the so, one the philosophy. What's up? Please continue. Please continue. Oh, it's just the philosophy and the philosophy and the boudoir, right? So oh. I think I lost everybody when they started discussing Christianity, but I was like really enjoying it. So because I'm sitting there like indoctrinated like church girl reading this and like, oh my god this is fucking good but I think that there's such a variety that people who have their opinion of what erotic literature is they may be limited in thinking that it's just a certain kind of language or it's just Mm. a certain kind of text and maybe they have encountered Marquis de Sade and they said this isn't for me or maybe they've encountered um, some more of the modern literature out there or someone who's a little bit more you know, Pat Califia, macho sluts, you know, like maybe they found language that is a little bit brash and intense and that's not for them either. But like, I encourage people continue to seek it out, continue to, to find the one that works for you because they do. And you can find audiobooks too, people. Oh, hell yeah. We had audiobooks. I mean, we had... I forget the names of the series that we were getting were just off the wall ridiculous but you know we had one that was like a whole series on contractors and <laughs> and then one on like bbw bakers what? there you go like it's everything so if you there's an interest out there they're like i mean like shapeshifters angels fallen angels firemen policemen cowboys out the ass oh my god you would think that the world only fantasized about cowboys the number of western romance like erotic romance we had it it was awesome aliens tentacles 
like we all saw my tentacle dildo. That's fun. (laughs) You are fun. Holy shit. I mean, can I ask why cam four? you're so amazing. I'm like, thank God you joined us. But like, there's a million platforms. Why cam four? Um, Honestly, I don't know where the article is, but I I Googled like best cam websites and the most user-friendly interface was given to cam four. And so I just started and there was one, one uh, broadcaster who contacted me and she said, you know, you'd make a whole lot more money if you were broadcasting from multiple platforms. And I was like, oh my God. Okay. P.S. Side note, I am a librarian full-time. I bartend two nights a week and I do this and I don't do this to make money. I do this, like the money is fun, whatever. That's my craft beer money, but like, (laughs) fuck yeah. But I'm not here to like stress myself the fuck out over broadcasting from a bunch of sites. I like it because I guess I'm connecting with people too. And you know, you get those repeat customers, you get those, those people that are, Hey, how's your day? And they like, you can reference something and they know right away. And like, you can springboard into a conversation or they learn your preferences and you learn theirs. And I don't know, like at this point it's cam four because it feels like home. And also, you know, Vanna has been amazing. I just, you know, finally got to meet you. You're amazing. Meeting other broadcasters is amazing. So build a community. And, you know, I can tell that that's what y'all are trying to do. And I respect that. It's not like a bunch of wet socks and a tornado just <laughs> flying around. You know? and, you know, it's, it's cool. You're, you're outstanding. I honestly, I, we have just met you and I just worked together for two hours the other day and I knew very little about you, but I thought this would be a great way to get to know you. And I am giddy. I am, I'm going to be, you know, buzzing like this for quite some time. Um, you're sensational and I would love all of our viewers and listeners to know, uh, what your schedule is on cam Four, how to find you on cam Four, what your handle is. Let them know all those details. It's just, so I'm lush librarian and it's one word and you can take blush to me and, you know, whatever you want. There was, I wouldn't, I wasn't allowed. There was another handle I wanted and it was too long. And I was like, fucking, of course, like you're over here being way too verbose, Missy. So I just, I was like, mm, Lush is fun. And I didn't realize that, you know, that Lovins was called a Lush. So I had to, that had to be the one that I got after, right? Yeah. And then it was like, you know, I drink a lot. I do a lot of craft beer tasting on, on my show or mead. And I like, I'll brew mead and taste it on there. Wow. And so they were like, oh, <laughs> you know, Lush is like a drunk. And I was like, yeah, thanks, guys. And they're like, no, it's just across the board. <laughs> like, it's awesome. It's like, okay. Yeah, so Lush Librarian, uh, no underscores, no spaces. And, um, oh, my God, what else did you ask me? When I broadcast, I like yeah. to do Sundays. So I like that probably pop on after this in a little bit. It's usually like around six or seven Sunday until I get bored. <laughs> and, um. Fridays are fun if I'm not bartending and sometimes like Monday or Tuesday morning, but amazing. Amazing people. You got to watch the schedule. Okay. You just got to watch for it. Um, thank you so much for joining me today and for like really truly letting us into your world, your life. There was no, 
There was nowhere we couldn't go. And that is the most Always. beautiful thing in the world. Thank you. Well, thank you, Laura. You're a Hell gem. Yeah. And everyone watching and listening, I hope you enjoyed this episode of Licked and Loaded, a CAM4 podcast. Make sure you like, favorite, and subscribe to wherever you are listening to us. I'm Laura Desiree, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>